When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome along to another episode of the Dublin to Denver podcast. I'm Colm Cronin and delighted to be joined by my co-host, Stuart Roach. Stuart, how are you doing this week? I'm doing well, Colm. This um, incredibly unusual weather for for Dublin or for Ireland is holding. Um, You know, normally at this time of year, you, you look at the footage from training camp and preseason games with a huge sense of envy at the amazing weather that America is getting. And it looks like we're, 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 we're rivaling them now as, as I speak from this monsoon-like weather that we're having here. Um, so, yeah, but great, all good. Yeah, really looking forward to it. And for the first time in a very long time, we can say it's, uh, it's game week. In, indeed, yes, we'll get, get into the, the preseason side of things in, in a little bit. But the, the big news, obviously, is uh, the the change, the official change in, in ownership ratified um, by by the league. Uh, I think it took all of, uh, you know, um, it was quicker than Usain Bolt running 100 metres. And uh, it, it is now official. The Broncos have uh, new new owners. And uh, your your thoughts a little bit on that, Stuart? Yeah, it's great, Colm. I think, uh, you know, they they said all the right things um apart from not getting roger goodell's name right um which you know hopefully won't be held against us if we're we find ourselves in some kind of trouble with the uh the league office um but no I, they, they said all the right things I, I i you know i liked the fact that they paid 
uh, you know, a long and, and well-deserved tribute to Pat Bowling um, and about the standards that he's, you know, he, he's left behind him. Um, and, you know, hopefully now they, they did talk about getting the Broncos back to, to where, where we all want them to be. And I think, you know, as we've touched on in this program, we, we seem to have really accelerated that process with, you know, getting a new head coach, a new bona fide franchise QB and new owners all in the space of, you know, what about less than six months, really, I think it was when it comes down to it or six months, give or take. Um, so, yeah, no, they said all the right things. And, um, you know, as I've said before, Colm, I kind of hope now that we don't really um, see much from this ownership group. I think, you know, a, a good a good owner is like a good goalkeeper in football. You don't really notice them um, because they're that effective. I think uh, when you're talking about owners, then a lot of the time, certainly from my point of view, you know, there's a reason for that and it's rarely good um and as long-term suffering Manchester United fans I think we we know exactly what I'm talking about when it comes to, to the issues of ownership so yeah I, I hope the Walton group uh, which is made up of a very interesting and diverse uh, sort of selection of people including um George Lucas's better half which I, I'm still kind of intrigued by um and so yeah just you know it's great it's it's, it's a new era uh, it's sad in a little bit of a way what happened with uh, with the Bowling family and Pat in particular. But I guess, you know, life moves on, things change, and hopefully now it won't be too long before. Certainly we're back in the playoffs, but uh, really competing for, for AFC championships and Super Bowls uh, in the not-too-distant future. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I suppose, look, given the impact Pat Bowling had, I think no matter the situation, it was always going to be difficult for uh, one of his family members to, to come in and, and even continue that success, let alone surpass it. You know, there, there's a reason um, that you, you, you don't see the absolute generational superstars, their children tend to, to go on to, to surpass that, them, um, be that in kind of any uh, level of uh, business or sport. Uh, so to me, we can acknowledge the, the greatness of the, the Pat Bowling era and, and perhaps um, the intervening period kind of highlights even more starkly just how phenomenal Pat Bowling was. I, I think, as you said, it, it's the they, they made really significant noises, right? They, they, the two things that stood out to me were one, they said they want to get back to, to winning Super Bowls. Um, which yes, that that's the you you want to hear, and and it is important to to hear that. But more importantly, they said they are not going to be involved in the football side of things. They will leave that to to George Payton, which I think is is really really great uh, to hear because you don't want an owner who is really meddling. You want an owner who sets the tone, as Pat Boland did. You want an, an owner who demands accountability, but who demands accountability from people running um, the, the football side of, of things. And, you know, we, we've talked about him a number of times on this uh, show, but Jerry Jones was back in the news again uh, this <laughs> this week <laughs> once again like he was obviously he was messing with jimmy johnson i think we were talking about last week and That's right. this week he um you know insists that zeke is going to be the 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 running back the rb1 who is going to should be on the field basically all the time you know ignoring the fact that it's been the the law of diminishing returns with zeke ever since that phenomenal rookie year 
the incredible like contract they signed him to and the albatross that has been around their neck ever since. And, you know, that was Jerry who forced that through. So you can see um, you might have an owner who is very committed and, and wants to win. But if they are getting involved in the day to day running of, of things, it can really lead to um, an, an awful mess. So those were the two things that stood out to me. Um, and um, it will be very uh, interesting, I suppose, to, to see the other thing, um, you know, that, that did come up and, and comes up a little bit in relation to the ownership is rumours around Russell Wilson's contract extension um, that were out there uh, yesterday. Um, I think Zach By and, and a few others had uh, put it out there. It's it's tough to know, you know, what it is. We certainly know that Russell Wilson's agent has met with the ownership group. Um, you know, because I'm sure they are aware of everything, but talk around potentially fully guaranteed, given that Deshaun Watson uh, has kind of changed the, the precedent there. But having the Walton money and having the people that are involved will mean that the Broncos are, are now in a position to actually do that sort of superstar deal, because if you give like whatever you give in guarantees has to go into escrow. And so that money is gone, but when you're talking about, you know, billionaires, even if it were to be 300 million, that is still relative pocket change in, in relation to a billionaire. Um, it will cause enormous issues if we are now in the era of guaranteed contracts for QBs. It's going to cause huge issues for the likes of the Bengals and others where the owners aren't billionaires and how do they look to, to put that money uh, aside. So that, that might be a, a, an issue for other teams. We are now in a position where we don't have to worry about that. Who knows around the rumors, but it is certainly um, it's a certainty that Russell Wilson's contract, I think, will reset the market when it does um, get get renewed. So a little bit of kind of watch this uh, space on that particular uh, issue. You'd have to think, though, Colm, given, you know, I, I, I look, we're, we're never really going to know just how closely the, the new ownership group watched the Broncos over the last couple of seasons. But, you know, these are clever people. You don't get that wealthy, really. Um, even though I know we've been speaking about Jerry Jones, but you don't get that wealthy without being, you know, intelligent people. You'd have to think that they they would realise that, you know, through a very unlikely and, and thankfully for us sort of almost lucky sequence of events, we've landed Russell Wilson as our QB. Um, and given the purgatory that we've been through in the last, you know, since Peyton Manning retired, you do not want that fish that you've managed to hook to sort of slip away do you know what I mean so I, I think that you would hopefully see that contract situation with Russell Wilson albeit one that's going to reset the market as you said you, you want to get that lot of lockdown as soon as possible you would have thought because we just can't deal with with that again and I think you know allowing for a very violent sport that you know unfortunately injury is around the corner just about on every play um, you, you know there, there's nothing to suggest that Russell Wilson hasn't got a good five or six years left in him. We don't need that uncertainty again. You know, the quarterback position is so important, arguably the most important position in all the sports. Um, now that we hopefully have that sort of locked down, you know, I would be very surprised if that wasn't very, very high on their to-do list, you know, given the, the kind of the level of success they've had. And, you know, I, I think like all of Broncos country, it's a, it's a massive relief this year to not have those qu quarterback 
battles and controversies. Um, so, you know, I, I wouldn't be too surprised to see that sort of sorted out relatively soon. Yeah, there definitely will. I think I think that it will be very interesting to, to see. I, I do think that you, you want to get it taken care of because you don't want it because it becomes the issue that always gets gets talked about. And yeah, nobody, nobody wants that. Uh, I suppose, Stuart, then um, looking at kind of other other issues in within Broncos country, uh, anything that has uh, caught your eye over the, the past week or so? Um, a couple of things, Colm, I guess, you know, as I think today we're, we're recording this on the Thursday. So later on today, they're going to have um, joint practices and scrimmages with the Cowboys. Um, and, you, you know, given that the way Jerry is kind of carrying on, you'd imagine he might actually start calling some plays at some stage, you know, maybe today. You know, that's that's all he's sure to do. Um, so that's always interesting. You imagine there'll be a fight or two because uh, the, the players are probably sick and tired of playing against their own teammates. Uh, the Cowboys are a good team, um, you know, and I know we're playing them at the weekend, but they're they're a good side. I mean, they have flattered to deceive. They really should have achieved more than they than they have done up to this point. But they are a good side, and they've got plenty of stars, so it'll be a good test for for our boys. Um, but so I think the knock on effect was that this was the f- this week we got the first depth chart release. Now look, it's the first one of the season. Um, obviously, these things are a movable feast. You take a lot of this with the with a pinch of salt, but there were a couple of things that stood out for me. I think um, our pal Calvin Anderson has been listed as right tackle one. Now I know this is with the caveat of Billy Turner is, is injured. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think it's hard to know how many starters are going to play at the weekend, but certainly he'd be a player I'd be keeping a close eye on. And um, another one for me that stood out was Jonas Griffith, who, as we have said, seems to be the current camp darling. Uh, hopefully he will continue that into the season, but he's been listed as a starting inside linebacker alongside Josie Jewell. And apparently they've been getting most of the snaps and practice in it kind of a, I guess, an effort to kind of build up some kind of partnership between the two of them. Um, so that was interesting. And also uh, Montrez, uh, Montreal, Washington, the uh, extremely quick wide receiver out of the small school that we drafted in the sixth round. I think he's been listed as kickoff returner and punt returner one. And apparently he has been lighting it up in camp. Um, both as a wide receiver, but more importantly, as a kickoff returner. So I think it'd be, um, you know, that's a position that I think, you know, is, is one that we, we've had good players there, but we haven't really had a, uh, you know, a home run hitter. I know the, the chap that we released last year was good, but he never really was at Spencer. I think he, he sort of flattered to deceive. It looked like he was going to take it to the house, but he never managed to. But apparently Washington looks like the real deal. Um, but yeah, Calvin Anderson and Jonas Griffith were the two names that really stood out for me. Um, I don't think there was too much surprise really anywhere else. Uh, Albert O was listed as tight end number one, which shouldn't really be a huge surprise. And I, I did notice that he was getting a lot of props from his, uh, both his head coach and his positional coach in regards to his blocking improving, which I think is, is very important because that seemed to be the only real weakness in his game. He's a very dangerous wide receiver, uh, especially in the red zone. Um, so as you touched on last week, Colin, with Tim Patrick going down, Alberto is somebody that you'd, you'd hope now would be able to pick up the slack and become a weapon down there. Um, and obviously, if he can improve his blocking, then he becomes close to a, a complete tight end. But they were the ones that jumped out for me. I don't think there was anything else really controversial. And again, as I said, you know, we do take this stuff with a pinch of salt. But, you know, it's the first sort of sort of indicators of, of where coaches thinking maybe. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, I, I agree. I suppose the, the things maybe just to keep an eye on would be a lot of talk about Mooty and Quinn in uh, minors. And uh, right now, Quinn listed as um, RG1. But a lot of people feel Mooty has been putting pressure on him in, in camp. Um, in, in terms of the tight ends, the interesting thing is, um, yeah, the, we, we talked last week about like the ability of, of Alberto and, and, and Greg uh, Dulcich, um, but, you know, the Russell Wilson traditionally hasn't really leaned into uh, tight ends. We wondered a little bit about that. And this week we've seen a lot of talk about like um, Eric Salbert being uh, getting utilized a lot. Now he's um, from, you know, the, the way in which is listed, he was much, a lot down the pecking order, but we have equally seen Nathaniel Hackett use him a lot with the ones. So I think let's see how that goes over the, the course of um, camp. Those are the things maybe that that jumped out to, to me a little bit. I think we, we will see it might shake out a bit. I mean, this is the first and, and it's the unofficial, so um, one one to keep an eye on the QB two probably Josh Johnson currently listed as as QB two ahead of Brett Rippon, and that might be something that may change it as well as we go go into it, and uh, we shall see. Um, obviously, you you mentioned the the Cowboys; they, they're a decent team, though I, I do think they have slipped a little bit in, in terms of the other teams in the NFC East. I think have added more pieces this offseason than the Cowboys. The Cowboys, we talked about, hampered a little bit by, um, I think, um, particularly Zeke's contract, losing Amari Cooper, um, which um, is is an in, in issue for them. I think he was a, a weapon that they had, and I think um, Dak Prescott is a guy who needs a lot of weapons uh, around him. Um, I, I suppose for me, look, I, I think the, again, it's avoiding injury in the game. I think, and, and then you see, uh, I have, I, we've been watching this sport a long time, Stuart, I think. And for me, I suppose preseason, I don't know how much you can ever read into it. I remember last year in particular um, around Zach Wilson and Zach Wilson absolutely lit up preseason for the Jets. All the talk was he was the QB who was ahead of all the rest in terms of, um, you know, after Trevor Lawrence being the generational talent, all of a sudden it was, oh my goodness, Zach Wilson looks like he's going to be the, the breakout star of this year and it may take Lawrence a little bit longer. And then the season started and well, Zach Wilson had a really, really poor season for, for the Jets. So um, I, I just don't know how much you can ever read into preseason per performances guys play for a couple of minutes by the sounds of Nathaniel Hackett 
we might not see Russell Wilson in any of the, the preseason games. And personally, I'd be okay with that. We haven't seen the Chargers. Justin Herbert has not seen a minute of preseason action in his two years in the league. I don't think it, it, it has harmed him uh, in, in any way, shape or form. Uh, your your thoughts on the, the this weekend's game against the Cowboys? I would, uh, I'd like to see Russell Wilson play maybe two series in the entire offseason. That that would be that would be it. If it happens this weekend, great. If it happens in game three, fine. Uh, but yeah, I, I and even then, if it didn't happen, it wouldn't it wouldn't be the end of the world because you, you know, as we said, we've spent so long trying to find one. What you absolutely do not want to do is to lose that quarterback. Then, you know, in the first quarter of the first preseason game or whatever it would be. Um, so no, with the with these with these games, you're you're always looking at sort of. You know, uh, you, you're looking at the surprise, maybe package that might come out of nowhere. You're looking for a guy like, for example, Nick Benito would be somebody I'd keep an eye on. Now, uh, the reports are that Malik Reed is 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 playing really well, which is important, as we've, we've spoken about before. Malik Reed is going to have a big uh, role to play. It's just the way it is. You can never have too many pass rushers. That's a cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason. So Benito would be somebody I'd, I'd, I'd keep an eye on. Um, I, I, Gonna, you know, hope to get a look at Greg Dulcich because I think he's important too. This, the, you know, the tight end. Um, uh, you know, after that, then the, the Washington, the wide receiver that we spoke, or sorry, the kick returner we spoke about. Um, but look, these games, it's great to have real football back, but they do have a tendency to sort of uh, by the second half. You know, there's so many changes, there's so many players coming and going, so many players are trying to to catch a coach's eye to make an impression. That the football tends not to be of the uh, the greatest quality certainly i don't know if you watched the highlights of the uh the the game that was played last week um between the raiders and the john i mean who who decided the raiders and the jaguars would be the first preseason game in the nfl i mean is there some kind of contractual obligation or something it's like what are you trying like honestly are you trying to put to test the notion that people will watch any football at all on the tv but that game very quickly became borderline unwatchable um so but for the diehard fan you you know you, you kind of pick and a position or a player to keep an eye on. Hopefully that player will, will shine. I do think uh, Jonas Griffiths potentially is important because I think he does have the speed to live with some of those tight ends that we struggle with. So he'd be a guy I'm going to keep an eye on and I'm going to keep an eye on Calvin Anderson if he does play because I do think that that right tackle position is still the only one on the line that I'd be really you know, concerned about because as we've, we've said before, we haven't really nailed it down. Uh, this is a big opportunity for Calvin Anderson now. You know, he's going to have a good clear run of games with Billy Turner probably not back until um, the first week and if Calvin Anderson builds up ahead of steam and he plays well in preseason then you know it's not like Billy Turner is such a elite talent that he's going to immediately walk back onto that team so you know that could be something that you can you could keep an eye out for and, and, and if he can get that nailed down then you know that's one less position one less important position to have to worry about going into the future. Yeah, no, that that is very, very true. Um, the other may, maybe things just to, to keep an eye on are Melvin Gordon was held out yesterday with a foot injury. Um, that, that would be a concern for running back when it's foot injury. Really hope it, it obviously is nothing serious at all. I mean, I think the one-two one, one two punch um, with Javante is, is really effective. And I think it's increasingly important that you almost have that one-two punch because if you're solely reliant 
um, on you know one one rusher, given the punishment that that running backs take, um, it it it, it can be, put you in a, a really really dangerous uh, position. The the other and on, on, on better news from training camp, Cortland Sutton had a, a couple of catches this week, um, which kind of were going back to the 2019 season, um, which is when his, his breakout year and he really was a, a monstrous talent. He has shown flashes since he's obviously dealt with a significant um, knee injury. But Cortland Sutton offers you, um, so, you know, just, just an incredible option as, as, a, as a potent attacking weapon. He has everything that you, you would want. Um, he has the skills and ability, but also the, the footballing brain. It would be fantastic if uh, this year with Russell Wilson, um, and I saw talk of this in fair, um, earlier in the week, the, the list of kind of quarterbacks that Cortland Sutton has had in his career going all the way back to high school. Um, he let there hasn't been any superstar. Let's put it that way, and yet he has, um, you know, shown his ability. So to me, um, if Cortland Sutton is, um, you know, the 2019 version now with all the added experience, uh, he obviously could be a really, really special player for for the Broncos. Any any kind of uh, final thoughts uh, from you, Stuart? I noticed, Colin, you you attempted to get through the program without bringing up the potential trade for Jalen Rieger from the, uh, from the Eagles, which was uh, sort of mooted late last night. Um, now I think, you know, obviously it would depend greatly on, on the, the uh, draft capital that you have to give up. I've heard it might be a late round, you know, it could be a, a sixth round draft pick for Rieger who, you know, was drafted in the first round um, for a reason. I mean, I know there was controversy in that there were players that left on the board, and obviously that was a proven to be something of a disastrous pick by the by the Eagles GM. But Rieger did have talent, and I think I personally would be okay with because he is still on a rookie contract, so I'd be okay with giving up a six rounder uh, for the guy because he has elite speed. Um, the you know the other side of that is if you give up a six rounder, I don't think then you can have particularly high expectations of that player, and anything that you might get from would be a huge bonus. Um, so I would potentially pull the trigger. Um, having said that, it wouldn't bother me if nothing ever developed from this story. I, I you know maybe he might get a change of scenery, and suddenly you know his uh, his ability might come back to him. I, I think it's worth doing. I think it's worth exploring. I think Tim Patrick's a big loss for us and maybe KJ Hammer hasn't bounced back to the same level that they'd hoped. Um, but I know you might have some different opinions about whether or not we should do this. And, and, and just to just to clear up, it's just been talk up to this point. There doesn't seem to have any, you know, any significant movement on it as of now. Yeah, so um, we're contacted um, by... Um... Uh, a listener and good friend of the show, uh, Mile High Kyle. Uh, shout out to, to Kyle last week to say that the divisional stats that I had read out um, had made him want to vomit. Uh, mm-hmm. That's an actual quote. Um, good. I, good. I, 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 nearly did it, I nearly did it live on the program, if that makes Kyle feel any better. Um, I, while I wouldn't go that far in, in terms of the, 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 the Jalen Rieger news, I, 
yeah, to say I'm I'm, I'm not a particular um, fan. I I have a, a soft spot for the Eagles because I spent time um, in Philadelphia on a Habitat for Humanity project when I was just 17. It was my first time uh, stateside. They also helped to defeat the evil Patriots empire. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm just I'm I, I, I'm a. I, I don't think it has worked. Maybe, um, you know, as you've said, a change of scenery can sometimes change. I know, certainly, I'm sure that Howie wants to get rid of him. I don't think Eagles fans will ever tire of pointing out to Howie that Justin Jefferson was right there uh, when they decided to, to take Jalen Rieger. Um, he, he has well-documented struggles since he, he went to, to Philadelphia. And maybe some of it is what the expectations were as a first rounder and, and being the, the talent there. Um, they bring in AJ Brown, they have Smith there as well. So they're probably looking to move him on. Depends obviously on what you're going to give up for him. Um, he didn't break 400 yards in his first year. He didn't break 300 yards in his second. Um, so if he does come in, look, it's, it's a fresh start. You want to support all the Broncos, but I, I you know, let's, Let's not, you know, say it, it. We would have to see the results before we know um, what it is. You, you, given George Payton's track record to date, you got to give him the benefit of the doubt. He has been pretty solid. You would have to say in what he has uh, done, and um, yeah, like the, he is, he is much more knowledgeable than I. But um, it certainly raised an eyebrow when uh, I heard that news. Um, I wasn't, uh, you know, as excited as maybe some of the other moves uh, George Payton has made, but happy, happy if Jalen was to was to come in and was to contribute in terms of the Broncos having success. I would obviously be delighted and would happy to hold my hand up and gone. George George Payton got it right again. We will have to wait and see, but yes, uh, Stuart, we will see um, the the Broncos play. Uh, football uh, this weekend might not be meaningful football, but it will mean that we are inching ever closer to uh, meaningful football. I think it is for me uh, a relief and, 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 and great joy. I talked about this last year that we are now down to three preseason games. Um, that the four was really tough sledding, um, but we are inching ever closer to that Monday night game. Uh, against the Seahawks, which I really, really can't wait for. Undoubtedly, look look at all that has happened over the past week. We will be back again next week uh, with lots more to discuss. You can find Stuart on Twitter at PurpleHeartTC. I'm on there at Column from Cork. Michael will be back within the next couple of weeks uh, to, to rejoin the, the show. He is on there at Michael underscore NFL. Thanks to everyone at uh, Mile High Report. And uh, if you do get a chance, uh, please do uh, rate and review the podcast. It does make a difference in terms of helping other people to, to find us. Enjoy uh, the preseason game against the, the Cowboys and go Broncos. Go Broncos.